welcome to another edition of Up the Union podcast. I'm Dan Hames, and this week we're reading through Martin Luther's teaching on the First Commandment from his large catechism. Today, in part two, Luther turns to the subject of true worship. Here you have the meaning of the true honour and worship of God, which pleases God and which he commands under penalty of eternal wrath, namely that the heart know no other comfort or confidence than in him, and does not suffer itself to be torn from him, but for him risk and disregard everything upon earth. On the other hand, you can easily see and judge how the world practices only false worship and idolatry, for no people has ever been so reprobate as not to institute and observe some divine worship. Everyone has set up as his special God whatever he looked to for blessings, help and comfort. Thus, for example, the heathen who put their trust in power and dominion elevated Jupiter as the supreme God. The others who were bent upon riches, happiness or pleasure and a life of ease, Hercules, Mercury, Venus. Thus everyone made that his God to which his heart was inclined. So that even in the mind of the heathen, to have a God means to trust and believe. But their error is this, that their trust is false and wrong, for it is not placed in the only God besides whom there is truly no God in heaven or upon earth. Therefore, the heathen really make their self-invented notions and dreams of God an idol and put their trust in that which is altogether nothing. Thus it is with all idolatry, for it consists not merely in erecting an image and worshipping it, but rather in the heart which stands gaping at something else. It seeks help and consolation from creatures, saints or devils, and neither cares for God nor looks to him for so much good as to believe that he's willing to help. Neither does it believe that whatever good it experiences comes from God. Besides this, there is also a false worship and extreme idolatry which we have hitherto practised, and is still prevalent in the world, upon which also all ecclesiastical orders are founded. It concerns the conscience alone that seeks in its own works help, consolation and salvation and presumes to wrest heaven from God and reckons how many bequests it has made, how often it has fasted, celebrated mass, etc. Upon such things it depends and of them boasts as though unwilling to receive anything from God as a gift but desires itself to earn or merit it superabundantly, just as though he must serve us and were our debtor and we his liege lords. What is this but reducing God to an idol, yea, fig image or an apple god, and elevating and regarding ourselves as God? This is slightly too subtle and is not for young pupils, but let this be said to the simple, that they may well note and remember the meaning of this commandment, Namely, that we are to trust in God alone, and look to him and expect from him naught but good, as from one who gives us body, life, food, 
drink, nourishment, health, protection, peace, and all necessaries of both temporal and eternal things. He also preserves us from misfortune, and if any evil befall us, delivers and rescues us, so that it is God alone from whom we receive all good, and by whom we are delivered from all evil. Hence also I think we Germans from ancient times call God by that name from the word good, as being an eternal fountain, which gushes forth abundantly nothing but what is good, and from which flows forth all that is and is called good. Tune in again tomorrow for more from Luther on Up, the Union Podcast.